0: We're watching the ongoing fulfillment of one prophecy, the Islamic uprising in the end time, and the potential for a second ominous event foretold in scripture, the Six Trumpet War or World War III. Today's events reveal the prophesied Islamic uprising, and we will analyze these events on today's edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with In Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today on End of the Age. Uh, Doug and Vince will be on the air Thursday and Friday because Friday I'm traveling down to Houston for the conference this weekend. So kind of switched up days here. Um, and I want you to know why we're doing this. Because I've been reading everything I can get my hands on, watching the videos of, of what's going on in the Middle East and different things. And I just didn't want to just throw a bunch of news at you and you think, well, okay, that's neat. I know about that stuff, but what do I do? I want to make sure that you guys understand what our goal here is at End Time Ministries. Number one, it's to get everybody to heaven, to share the gospel of the kingdom of God with the entire earth. That's our goal here at End Time. But also, it's to inform you and and to instruct others. And the Bible says that during the time of the Antichrist, that they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits, they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So we want to look at these news events from a biblical prophetic perspective so that you can know, hey, number one, we're in the end time. It creates a sense of urgency. I need to be doing something. What? I need to be getting myself ready for the soon coming of the Lord, and I'd be, I need to be getting others ready for the soon coming of the Lord. This is just not me throwing all kinds of information at you because that's not really going to do any of us any good. I want to make sure you know that there's a reason why we do these programs. It's very labor-intensive to put a radio program together of meaning, and yet it is our lives, our lives are devoted to this because we're all going through this together. We're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I want to make sure that you guys do something as a result of this, and that's make yourselves ready to go. Now, with that said, the situation in the Middle East. Some folks believe that we have been in World War III with Iran for quite some time. I cannot say whether the current Israel-Palestinian conflict will lead to that war. It's possible. But at this point, speculation. But it is something we need to watch for uh, nonetheless. We say, well, why? Because according to God's prophetic time clock, this war is one of the next two prophecies to occur if it hasn't already begun. You say, well, why are you talking about Iran with the Israeli-Palestinian situation? Because they are very tied together. And this is what we need to look at today in light of Bible prophecy. So the Jewish News Syndicate, it's a good resource if you want uh, to know what's going on overseas. JNS or the Jewish News Syndicate. They published an article, the link between Iran and the missile arsenals in Gaza. The Palestinian terror groups, uh, and think about this in light of a President Biden wanting to negotiate with Iran on what's going on and Israel's supposed to be our ally. Well, think about this article right here, and what I'm going to go through in the news. Once we, t- once you uh, think about the situation with um, a, a Joe Biden wanting to go into a nuclear negotiations with the number one state sponsor of terrorism. So JNS reports that the Palestinian terror groups in Gaza, the Gaza Strip, have boasted for a decade of. Iran's pivotal role in providing them with weapons and training and other support, which they're now using against Israel. During these current clashes between Israel and the terrorist groups in the Gaza Strip, which would be Hamas and the um, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the PIL, several types of rockets and missiles have been fired into the Gaza, uh, from Gaza into Israel. According to these statements by Hamas's military wing, the Izaldeen Al-Qassam Brigades, these would include Sahil-type missiles as well as SH-85s, 80s, 120s, 40s, and 20s. They're lobbing thousands of rockets into Israel. The brigades announced separately that Hamas is using a new special tactic to fire the highly destructive Sahil missiles with the aim of, obviously, they're trying to evade the interception of Israel's Iron Dome defense system, which has been catching a lot of these rockets in the air. Hamas has also fired a Cornet anti-tank missile recently at a military jeep just north of the Gaza Strip, and it killed a 21-year-old, and it wounded two other soldiers very seriously. So they're not playing games. They're trying to kill people, okay? Other terror organizations have boasted about rockets fired into Israel um, and the the, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. You may have heard that for the first time, the PIJ. They stated that um, they have also fired these Badir III rockets at Ashkelon. So as far back as 2012... The Palestinian Islamic Jihad leaders are on record stating that the group's missiles were provided by Iran, that they're using against Israel. In recent years, Gaza terror organizations have significantly upgraded their rocket capabilities, primarily with help from Iran, which has provided them with weapons and also helped them to boost their own uh, rocket manufacturing capabilities. And Gaza officials have often highlighted the importance of this Iranian assistance, and they stressed that it was, had direct involvement, you'll recognize this name, of Qasem Soleimani. You know him, he's that former um, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps uh, Quds Force. He was the leader of that, and he was killed in January of 2020 in a U.S. airstrike in Baghdad that was sanctioned by President Trump. And so I want to give you a few excerpts from some of the statements from, that, from these, um, the, these Gaza uh, individuals that, that are parts of Hamas and different things and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad because they're telling us what's going on. And then again, think about what's um, the situation with a, a President Biden wanting to negotiate with Iran and, and their funding people who are bombing Israel are one of our best allies on the planet so in an interview that aired on Iraq's Al-Ad TV on May 7th senior PIJ official Ramez Halabi he said that the rockets used by the faction to target Tel Aviv they bear the signature of Iran and Soleimani so you can see I'm, I'm gonna get to it after we get to the break I'll continue on but Iran is sponsoring these people lobbing rockets into Israel and we're wanting to negotiate with them on a nuclear arrangement but we'll talk about it when we get back.
1: Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation the unveiling of Jesus Christ volume 1 Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. Featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations, you'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to ntime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study.
2: Go online now. Visit endtime.com.
0: I have a very important announcement. This this weekend, Saturday evening and Sunday morning, I'll be at the Christ Church at 12815 Fuqua Street, F-U-Q-U-A, in Houston, Texas. And on Saturday night, I'll be teaching from here, or the um, future according to Bible prophecy, the giant timeline we put together. You've never seen one like it. And on Sunday morning is Pentecost Sunday, celebrating the, um, the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2, the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'll be preaching on Sunday morning. M- many of you have never heard me preach and... Um, I don't preach much. I normally do prophecy conferences, but because it's Pentecost Sunday, I'll be preaching on receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never had that experience, would like to experience that, come Sunday morning to the church. Again, uh, this is May 22nd and 23rd, the Saturday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. Sunday morning, 11 to 11 to 1 p.m. All the information is on our website, endtime.com. Now, this Palestinian Islamic Jihad member, he added that faction, um, f- faction members were trained by the IRGC uh, and the Iranian money was used to buy weapons for the armed factions in Gaza and Lebanon. So I- Iran's funding this whole thing that's happening right now. You understand what's going on in the Middle East with Israeli and the Palestinians and the, and the uh, terrorist factions there. Al, Al- Halabi added that a portrait of Soleimani hangs in every Gaza home, and that it is they, Iran, who support us with weapons, money, and food. So, when we say Iran's the largest state sponsor of terrorism on the planet, this is exactly what happens when, when um, a, a President Biden sends money to the Palestinians. Or, or pulls the sanctions off of Tehran when, um, during this, let's say he does that during this nuclear deal coming up, he pulls the sanctions off that president Trump put on and money starts flowing into the coffers of Iran. What do you think they do with that money? Do you think it gets to the populace? Absolutely not. It funds terrorism. So why would we pull off the sanctions that are on them? I mean, we have, they're, they are bombing our ally, Israel. So think about the dynamics of what's going on in the news right now. Are we in the end time? You better believe we are. We're not, I'm not even guessing at that. And I'll get to the uprising of Islam in the end time in just a moment. So regarding these Cornet missiles, Hamas received from Iran, senior Hamas official, um, al-Zahar, he told al-Maidin, it's a news source, in December 28th of 2020, That the cornet missile has become necessary for the struggle against the occupation state, which is a false narrative. Uh, And the cornet conveyed that the occupation, uh, the message that it will be difficult for it to approach Gaza, the Gazan borders, and that the cornet constitutes a deterrent force that should be developed in preparation for the defeat of the occupation and all its collaborators. He's talking about Israel and illegally occupying the land, which Israel does not do. In the eyes of the international community, they do. But in reality, they're not. It's their land given to them by God. So the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, the PIJ, the leader, Ramadan Abdallah Shallah, he told Al Jazeera, this was on November 20, back in 2012, He said, with regard to the Iranian position, even if we have disagreements with Iran regarding the situation in Syria and different places, he said, I don't think that we, as the Palestinian resistance, have disagreements with Iran regarding what is happening in Palestine. That's what they call Israel. Or regarding the Zionist aggression against the Gaza Strip. The Zionists don't have aggression unless they start lobbing rockets at them, okay? But he says, and I'm quoting with regard to Palestine, we are in complete agreement with Iran. Iran has given us all the aid and all the support. The weapons that are, that are fighting the Israeli aggression and arrogance in Palestine come mainly from Iran. As, and get this, he says, as the entire world knows, it's no secret, these are either Iranian weapons or their are weapons that are financed by Iran. So it makes you wonder. Now you're not going to hear that on CNN. You're not going to hear that on, on all these other liberal news sources. They don't want you to know that, because President Biden is wanting to negotiate and pull the sanctions off of Iran that President Trump put on there. Again, what happens when the money flows into the coffers? They fund terrorism. And so it, it kind of makes you wonder why a U.S. president would even consider lifting sanctions and negotiating a nuclear deal with the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet, doesn't it? So let's talk about Bible prophecy Islam, this uprising of Islamic uprising in Bible prophecy. You know, back on September 11th, 2001, uh, you remember, two planes flew into the World Trade Centers in New York, and the attention of the world was suddenly riveted on one religion, Islam, which, which very few even knew much about. Uh, Mecca in Saudi Arabia, that's the center of Islam. Every Muslim is at least once in their lifetime attempts to make the trek to Mecca to visit the heartland of the land of Muhammad, the the prophet who wrote the Quran, the the book of the Islamic religion, and Islam is written about um, in the Bible. It is mentioned, and the word. And I'm going to get to that in, in a moment. I'm going to take you through the prophecy really quick. The word Islam means submission. A Muslim is an adherent to the religion of Islam, and you know it's claimed that. Uh, there are between, what, 1.4, 1.8 billion Muslims in the world today. The Bible prophesied about um, Islam 600 years before Islam ever existed. And it's a familiar prophecy. And it's the prophecy about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Now, I'm going to go through this, but I'm going I'm to reduce it down for sake of time. And because you need to be able to explain to your friends, family, and sphere of influence where we're at on this timeline, we're in the end time, just prior to the second coming. And if you're not ready, you probably ought to be thinking about doing that very soon. And, you know, there have been books written about them and movies about the four horsemen. Many people don't even understand the prophecy concerning the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So I want to begin with the four horsemen, and they're a key part of the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation has a skeletal structure, three groups of seven, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. The four horsemen are the first four seals of the seven seals. And the prophecies found in Revelation 6, verse 1 through 8. And I'm, I'm going to take a little time here to analyze these passages because we are at the culmination of these 2,000-year-old prophecies. Revelation six, verse one through two, John said, I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard as it were the noise of thunder and one of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw and behold, a white horse, he that sat upon him had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Well, notice in verse one, the lamb who we know to be Jesus Christ, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, he's opening the seals. John said, the lamb opened one of the seals, the first seal, and I heard, as it were, a noise of thunder, one of the four beasts. According to Ezekiel, these beasts are cherubim, or angels. John continues on, he says, one of the beasts, saying, come and see, and I saw, and behold, a white horse. So each horse, or each of these first four seals, has a different color. And the colors are very, very important. John says, I beheld a white horse. He that sat upon him had a bow, a crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So noticed the first horse, a white horse. Second horse is a red horse. That's revealed in Revelation 6, 3 through 4. John said, and when he opened the second seal, I heard a second beast say, come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth. And that they should kill one another. And that there was given unto him a great sword. The third horse was a black horse. Revelation 6, 5 through 6. John said, and when he opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see. And I beheld, lo, a black horse. He that sat upon him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Finally, the fourth horse was a pale horse. It's revealed in uh, Revelation 6, verse 7 through 8. John said, and when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the the, the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see, and I looked, and behold, a pale horse. This is the King James Version. And his name that sat upon him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given to him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and hunger and death. And with the beasts of the earth. So Revelation six, verse one through eight reveals four horses: a white horse, a red horse, black horse, and a pale horse. What are these colored horses? What are they referring to? Well, many of the major prophecies in the Bible are given to us two, three, even four or five times. And when you read other accounts of the same prophecy, they provide a, a better clarity. They add more clues. And it's like putting a puzzle together, and then seeing the big picture once the puzzle's completed. You got to bring all the pieces in. Well, another account of this prophecy about the four horses is referred to back in uh, that is in Revelation six one through eight. Is found all the way back in the Old Testament in Zechariah six verse one through eight. Zechariah saw the same colored horses, but he saw them pulling chariots. And additionally, instead of a pale horse, Zechariah saw a grizzled or bay horse. And Zechariah 6, 4 through 5 tells us what these horses symbolize. This is one of the major clues here. Zechariah said, And I answered and said unto the angel that talked with me, What are these? And the angel answered and said unto him, These are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. So these four colored horsemen symbolize four spirits. So let's look at these different horses and see if we can determine what they are because you and I are living through the culmination of these prophecies right now and it has everything to do with what's going on with Israel, the Palestinians, Iran, this uprising of Islam in the end time. So the red horse. And again, I reduced these down. If I was teaching a whole lesson, I would spend a lot more time. But I, many of you know what we teach on these colored horses. So I'm going to condense this. You have to consider that what, what spirit would represent the red horse. Remember, Zachariah said these are spirits going forth into earth. What spirit on the earth today would represent red, the red horse? Well, there is an international spirit who influences what people believe, what they, how they live, what they do what they pledge allegiance to or thereby worshiping. The red spirit is, uh, you've heard, red China, red Russia, red Romania. Of course, it's communism. Communism commonly reso- associated with the color red. Look at a, a, a communist flag. And communism was wide, has widespread influence over what people believe, what they value, what they love, what they fight for. So each of these colors' horses represents the major belief systems of the world. Red is the color most commonly associated with communism or socialism. These two ideologies are synonymous. Communism is the political ideology. Socialism is the economic system that works hand-in-hand with communism. Normally, they implement socialism on the way to communism. That's how it ends up. So, well, hold on a minute. We've got socialists here in the United States trying to implement socialism here. Yeah. What do you think their ultimate goal is? It's communism, absolute control. So, this is the red spirit, the red power, the power of communism, the red horse. You didn't realize communism was prophesied in the Bible, did you? But it absolutely is. Then we come to the black horse Revelation 6, verse 5 through 6. It reveals instead of of having a sword, the rider on the black horse has a pair of balances. Balances represent trade and commerce and uh, the stock market, right? I mean, the counterpart to communism is capitalism. Capitalism has been in contest with communism ever since the Cold War. Trade and commerce is what makes capitalism work. It's free enterprise that motivates the spirit of capitalism. Let's go start a business. Let's go after the American dream. Become a millionaire if you want to. Forget about that in a communist country. Okay? Unless you're allowed to by the state. So, Revelation 6.6 says, A measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. See, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. In a capitalist society, everything revolves around the economy. That's why if you want to get a president out, you tank the economy. Did I just say that? Okay, moving on. People in a capitalist country vote for leadership based on the effect of the outcome will have on their pocketbooks. It's capitalism. And so if the economy's booming... The guy, and the, the guy in the office is doing a good job. People normally vote for that. And so if you want to get rid of him, then you got to try to tank the economy with something, right? So, the uh, well, I'm going to hold here. I, we got a break coming up. And so I don't want to get off into this next part uh, and kind of cut that in half. But um, just remember that we're coming up on um, Pentecost Sunday. On Sunday, I'll be in, down in Houston Saturday evening, Sunday morning. All the information is on our website. Look forward to seeing you down there. We always have a great conference down in Houston. Uh, God bless and look forward to seeing you down there.
3: Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth we will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play.
4: If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the Watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the Archive button.
0: You know, I've only got so much time to go through all of this on the air. Um, we do the best we can, but I've only got an hour per day. How can you, um, digest this information, take it to your friends, family, your sphere of influence from what we've seen over the years, the absolute best way to do this is to get them to watch a DVD or a video. It explains it. It goes through everything in great detail, which we don't always have time to do on the radio. So I've got some DVDs here that we put out years ago that explain these in great detail. And they're, they're very, very relevant. You, you, you've got to show these things to your friends and family. Islam and Bible prophecy, the four horsemen. Purchase that on our website, endtime.com. World War Three, the entrance ramp for the Antichrist. I'm going to be talking about that in just a moment. You need to purchase these things. Very important that your family knows what's going on. And what's going on in Israel right now, to get the big scope of things, Israel's God-given destiny, Israel's God-prophetic time clock and then also the final seven years. If you wanna get the big picture of what's really going on in the Middle East right now, these five videos will help you out. And so you can go to endtime.com, pick them up uh, on the website. It's, it's, It's a great store to go to, it really helps you out. And I'd like to see you purchase those and get this information out to your friends and family. Very, very critical in the times just ahead. So in thinking about the black horse, capitalism, the December 9th, 1966 issue of Time magazine reported the following about the, the German elections. It said, A grand coalition of the two major parties, the Christian Democrats and the Social Democrats, have bitterly fought each other for years. It was a union of black or capitalism and red socialism. See the colors here married to the ideologies? And it was, they say, and I was quoting here. It was a marriage of convenience, but a stunning match nonetheless. This is a solid correlation between capitalism, the black-colored horse, in Revelation 6, just like the color red associated with communism and black is associated with capitalism. Now that brings us to another horse, the white horse. In his book, Communism, Democracy, and Catholic Power, I've got that somewhere packed away here, political scientist Paul Blanchard contended that it was these three powers, these three belief systems that control what nations do and what individuals do. He said, and I'm quoting, almost every conflict between nations in modern history has been produced by conflicts among these three powers, communism, democracy, and Catholicism. What sounds pretty uh, similar to Revelation 6, doesn't it? I mean, it is the tradition in the Catholic Church for the Pope to dress in white, right? He's dressed in white almost every time you see him. And the Pope's helicopter is white. His bulletproof, bulletproof uh, vehicle, the Pope Mobile, it was built for uh, John Paul II after the 1981 assassination attempt on his life. That Pope Mobile is white as well. I've actually been there and seen him in it. His jet airplane, supplied by Alitalia Airlines, for the Pope uh, to use in his travels around the world. It's white, and it seems like the color white has an obvious association with Catholicism, right? I mean, Revelation six says the white horse that, and I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him had a bow. A crown was given to him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. So the rider has a bow but he's not shooting arrows. So his weapons are not traditional ammunition like the political powers of the world. They're not weapons for shooting live ammunition. He has a weapon, but he's not shooting live ammunition. And then the passage says that a crown, uh, it's, it's his influence really is what it is. That's his weapon. But the passage says a crown was given to him. And the popes did not start wearing crowns until about 960 AD. So it seems obvious that the three geopolitical powers referred to in the writings of Paul Blanchard and others, they correlate with the three colored horses in Zachariah 6 and Revelation 6. These three geopolitical powers have been major belief systems in our world, the white horse Catholicism, red horse communism, the black horse capitalism, And if these are accurate correlations, the seals have been opened for a very long time, right? I mean, I know there are some that believe the seals can only be opened during the final seven years. However, if these three horses represent these powers, then that belief cannot be accurate. Catholicism became an official religion in the fourth century, AD. Uh, Karl Marx wrote his Communist Manifesto in uh, 1850. And in recent times, capitalism has also become a very powerful force, uh, obviously, i.e., the United States, right? So the seals of Revelation, they tell a long story that end at the Battle of Armageddon when the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. The seven trumpets tell a shorter story, which ends at the Battle of Armageddon, and the vials tell a very, very short story, which end at the Battle of Armageddon as well. Revelation 17, a parenthetical chapter in the book of Revelation, it reveals the end time world government and the Antichrist. And the government is painted red. So based on what we've already learned uh, concerning this correlation between the colors and the powers, it seems obvious that the end time world government will be a socialistic or a communistic world government. And that's exactly what the United Nations is today. 100% socialistic. Newsweek Magazine recently stated uh, a few years ago, we are all socialists now. Well, multiple articles have been written declaring capitalism and free enterprise to be dead. And what we are moving into is a global worldwide socialistic society. And there are a lot of people that would like to see that happen. Thank goodness for the governors in the United States that are standing against against uh, moves towards a socialistic takeover of the United States. I mean, it's it's now almost like we're not going to be voting for a president. We're going to be voting for make sure you have the right governor, right? Look at the important roles that the different governors are playing right now. I never thought I'd see anything like this, but the prophecies are fairly ominous in the end time. Well, now that we know these prophecies from Revelation and Zechariah referring to the belief systems, what about the pale horse? This is what I really want to focus on today because it leads to or correlates with what's going on in the Middle East. The pale horse correlates with to Islam. This power suddenly riveted the world's attention, right? I mean, and, and it threatens to take over all of Europe, I mean, experts predict that that could happen by 2030 or 2040. And we now feel it's pressure here in America as well, right? I mean, we've got full-on Islamic believing individuals in that, in our house of representatives now, that are anti-Israel, pro-Palestine. Revelation 6, verse 7 through 8. It says, and when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat upon him was death and hell followed with him. And power was given to him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, hunger, death, and with the beast of the earth. The word pale in the scriptures translated in its original Greek word as chloros. The word chlorophyll originates from this word, chloros. It means green. This word is used in the New Testament three times besides its use in Revelation 6, a total of four times. In Mark uh, six thirty nine, and he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the chloros or the green grass. Revelation 8, 7, the first angel sounded and, and there followed hail, fire, mingle with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees was burned up and all chloros or green grass was burned up. And then in revelation nine, four and it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any chloros green thing, neither any tree, but only those things which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. So all of those words from the Greek as Uh, their, their chloros were translated as green. But then Revelation 6, 8 says, and I looked and behold a chloros pale horse. So the Greek word chloros is translated as pale in this passage. Thayer's definition of chloros is green or yellowish pale. The new revised standard version of the Bible, Revelation 6, 8 says, I looked and there was a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death, Hades followed after him, and they were given authority over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, famine, pestilence, and by all the wild animals or bestial men of the earth. If you look in a Tyndale Bible, it actually says a green horse. Therefore, based on this information, it's appropriate to conclude that the color pale referred to in the King James Version of Revelation 6-8 is referring to the color green. Now, in the book, um, the title was the, green a- the Red-Green Axis 2.0, An Existential Threat to America and the World. That was by James Simpson. He states this, and I'm quoting, The red-green axis is a collusion between the Democratic Party and American communists Socialist and other brands of progressives, i.e. the red and the forces of the Islamic Jihad, the green, so named because the color green carries much symbolism in Islam and most Muslim nations feature green in the flags, emblems and other deniers. So the Bible says white horse, red horse, black horse and a green horse. The green is Islam, folks. CNS News published an article January 23rd, 2015. European Socialists, Radical Muslims United by Mutual Hatred for Judeo-Christian Culture. That was by Barbara Hollingsworth. She stated, and I'm quoting again, European Socialists are united with Radical Muslims by a mutual hatred for Judeo-Christian culture, which is why they continue to defend failed multicultural policies that are promoting the Islamification of Europe. And that was by uh, Soren Kern, a senior fellow at the New York-based Gatestone Institute, another reliable source if you're looking for one. And it's called the Red-Green Alliance. Red being the socialist, green being Islam. And that there's sort of a, a mutual interest in both sides to deconstruct the Judeo-Christian culture in Europe. So, Green is the official color of Islam. Revelation 6-8, it explains that the rider of this green horse was death. One of the most prominent means Islamists have spread their terror has been through suicide bombers, right? And over the course of the last many years, 10, 15 years, our world has experienced the more suicide bombings then we're really able to count to fit 10, 15, 20 years uh, a Denmark cartoonist created quite a, a furor remember back when he created a, a caricature of Muhammad with a turban around his head with a fuse lit coming out signifying a suicide bombing was a trademark of Islam and of course Muslims were offended because they didn't believe in any likeness of Muhammad. and so in response to that offense They claim to be a peaceful religion, but they burned down churches and killed 15 to 20 people. So there's this huge upsurge in, in Islam right now, the rise of Islam today.
4: Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. On November the 12th, 2013, Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com.
0: You know, there are also published pictures of lady suicide bombers uh, with bombs strapped around their waist and their, their faces veiled except for their eyes. I mean, it's certainly obvious that the, the religion of Islam is actually a culture of death. I mean, the, the martyr of the green horse is named death. And this belief system that praises suicide in the name of Allah is in direct opposition to what the Bible teaches. I mean, the Bible teaches that those who commit murder will have their part in the lake of fire. And, and notice, notice what follows after Revelation 6-8 says the rider of the green horse is death. And it says hell follows, not paradise. And then Revelation 6, 8, it even says this green horse spirit will have power over the fourth part of the earth. It's estimated that 1.8 billion people on earth today are Muslims. Total population of the earth is about 7.5 billion. And this is exactly what? It's really close to one fourth, right? Bible says power was given over the, to it over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. It, doesn't, it does not say that it's going to kill one-fourth of the world's population. It does not say that. It just says it, power was given over, given to this entity over the fourth part of the earth. And Islam's favorite form of killing is, says to kill with the sword. What's their favorite form of killing? Beheading. Power was given to the green spirit to kill with the sword and with hunger. And 96% of Muslims are from Africa and from South Asia, the most most poverty-stricken, hunger-afflicted parts of the world. The prophecy of the green horse occurs in the fourth seal. The fifth seal, Great Tribulation. The green horse era, the era of the resurrection of Islam, supposed to occur right before the Great Tribulation. That's where we're at, folks. We're there. We're at the culmination of the seals. I should say the first four seals. Biblical prophecy reveals we are approaching the time of the great tribulation right now. These four seals have been opened already. It's not during the final seven years. But the original one, Catholicism, back in the fourth century, about what? um, 300, 325 A.D. in there. Revelation 6, 9 through 11 goes on to say, we're talk, continuing on with the seals and then I'm going to get to World War III. Bible says, and when he opened the fifth seal, this is right after the, the rise of Islam, the green horse, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge, our blood on them that dwell on the earth and white robes were given unto them, uh, unto every one of them. And it was said of them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also, and their brethren that they should be killed as they were, that that should be fulfilled. Now these souls who were killed during the great tribulation are crying out, not physically, but spiritually. And they ask, well, how long until you avenge our blood upon those that dwell upon the earth? The Lord answers and says, you're going to just have to just wait a little while until the end of the great tribulation. Well, so you can see kind of the timing here if you tie all these prophecies in together. The first four seals and there's those spirits are still in the earth today. Catholicism, communism, capitalism. And now the rise of Islamism, Islam's the fourth seal. And it's j- the, the rise of Islam in the world will happen just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. You see the, the situations with Iran, Turkey, Syria, Iraq. Now what's going on with the, with the, all these terrorist factions, Hezbollah, um, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, all these different factions and the rise of Islam. We even feel it in our United States house right now. So on, the, on a timeline here, though, we know that about this time on God's time clock, there's supposed to be a World War III, the Sixth Trumpet War. So it's another event tied to Islam that is supposed to occur right before the Great Tribulation is found Revelation 9, verse 13 through 18. And that reveals a war that will kill one-third of the human race. And the war is supposed to start near the area of the Euphrates River. That's why when I'm sitting back looking at this prophetically speaking, from a prophetic viewpoint, this big picture, and saying, okay, this war is going to happen in the Euphrates River region. And the Euphrates River begins in Turkey, flows down through Syria, through Iraq... Then just before entering into the Persian Gulf, it forms the border between Iraq and Iran. So the entire length of the Euphrates is inside of Islamic ruled areas. Islam controls this river uh, where the war is taking place right now. It's, we, conflict has been happening there for decades now. The United States of America currently has thousands of troops stationed along the Euphrates River. Many people believe the Euphrates River War is in progress right now. And many w- world leaders call it World War III. And the spirit of Islam is rising. And so now, if you, now that you understand these things, now look at the situation going on in Israel and Gaza and all of this in, through the eyes of Bible prophecy. Because on God's prophetic timeline, the next two events to occur is the Six Trumpet War, World War III, and the peace agreement between Israel and the Palestinians. Could the fact that Iran is funding Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad in Gaza, could that lead to eventually the start or the escalation, if we're not in that war already, the escalation of this Six Trumpet War, the World War III, to the point where there's mass casualties around the world. One third of the world's population. The Bible specifically says one third of the world's population will be destroyed as a result of that war. If you look at the grand scheme of things, what's going on, that's why I wanted to, and originally in the program, I wanted to tie in Iran with what's going on in Gaza, Because Iran wants to annihilate Israel. And so what she wants to do is say, hey, I've got terrorist factions basically surrounding Israel. And so I'm going through those terrorist actions, try to, you know, lob rockets and things like that into Israel. Could, and so what do you do when, you know, you've really got a problem? Let's say 10 little snakes and something's feeding those snakes, you really gotta cut the head off of the snake, right? To cut off funding. How do you cut off the funding? In other words, if I'm Israel, and I'm sitting there looking at this situation, and I see Hamas, Palestinian um, Islamic Jihad firing rockets into me, and they're bragging, have bragged for years that, hey, Iran Iran is funding these rockets, and they're giving us food and money, What do you do now you can go in and take out which is what Israel's doing? They're going in there and they're bombing Gaza But at the end of the day at some point because Iran has basically been at this since what uh, late 70s And it, it appears they're getting more aggressive more aggressive more aggressive. So what do you do at some point in time? You've got to stop Iran period well President Trump tried doing that with, uh, as far as the nuclear deal because imagine, right now they're giving Hamas rockets that they can fire into Israel. And it's crazy because many of those rockets are falling in Gaza and killing their own people. But imagine if Iran got a nuclear weapon. Do you think that they would give that to Hezbollah or even Hamas, or the Palestinian Islamic Jihad in the South? Imagine the ominous situation that would happen. Well, that's why when I sit back and I look at at a President Biden that is saying, you know what, I want to go back into, President Trump went in, pulled us out of the Iran nuclear deal because he knew that there were sunset clauses that were going to let Iran, Iran get a nuclear weapon at some point. So he said, I'm not going to be part of that, pulling the United States out, and we're going to sanction them into the dirt. And that's what he's been doing. We're gonna cripple their economy so they will stop. The problem is, is that now you have President Biden that came in, and all, in the office. He seems bound and determined to overdo everything that President Trump did while he was in office. And he's wanting to go right back into that nuclear deal and negotiate with them Negotiating with a person that wants to destroy Israel and to destroy the United States, that makes zero sense. Think about that. Iran wants to destroy the United States. They they call us big Satan. They want to destroy Israel, little Satan. So think about the dynamics in all of this uh, through the eyes of Bible prophecy, though. That's where I'm coming at. The only thing I can do is pray for our leaders, pray that God's will is done. And I'm looking for the great end time revival. We're sowing seeds around the world. That's what I'm doing. But I also follow the timelines and I know the prophecies and I want to make sure you guys understand that we are. I don't have to sit here and just wonder, man, I wonder if we really are in the end time. I mean, there's so much proof for this, everybody, and we can watch it coming to pass the seals The last seal to be opened is the green horse, Islam, Islamism in the world. There is a huge uprising of Islam in the world today. The Bible says that will occur just prior to the great tribulation. And sometime during that time, there's going to be a war that will kill one third of the world's population and Islam will most certainly be involved in that war. The Bible says it starts in the Euphrates River region. That's where the war emanates from. The Euphrates River again, Turkey, Syria, Iraq and Iran, almost 100% Islamic countries. So, do I have to sit here and wonder, hmm, wonder if I'm wonder if we're in the end time? These these things have never happened before, you understand. All the culmination of all of these prophecies at the same time. The world government being established, the world religion, uh, the, the um, precursors to the mark of the beast, all of these different things. You understand they're happening at the same time. And so all of the prophecies that are supposed to have occurred up to this point, they've already taken place and been fulfilled in great detail. And so we don't have to sit here and wonder. Yes, you can tell some people and they'll say, ah, that's conspiracy theory. Uh, That's that old uh, Bible prophecy stuff. I don't care about any of that. The Bible says there will be people, you know, I've heard about the second coming for years. The Bible says that there will be people that say that. But the Bible also says that there will be people that are hungry for God, that are going to turn to God in the end time, and that we will have the greatest revival this world has ever known. Guess who I'm looking for? I'm looking for the hungry people out there that wanna serve God, do the best they can to live for God throughout the end time and get as many people prepared for heaven as we can by teaching them about the gospel the kingdom of God and sharing the born again experience, how you obey the gospel. That's what we're doing here, folks. It's not just me sharing news articles and things like that. We're all working together to make heaven our home. That's the goal in all of this. And so I hope you've gleaned from this today because we're watching prophecy after prophecy converging at the same time, letting us know that we truly are living in the end time. We're not guessing. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I want to be ready and I want to make sure you're ready as well.